Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's, and a special welcome to all of our visitors who are worshiping with us today. Whether you're younger or older, you tend to act a little bit different when your mom is around. It's just the way life is. And as we continue to travel through the Easter season, we'll see because Jesus lives, because he is here with us, that leads to a change in how we live and how we act as well. The theme for our service today is love for Jesus means living for Jesus. And we'll hear more about that in our service, songs, scripture readings, readings and sermon. We'll follow along with the order of service as it's printed out for you in the bulletin and projected on the screen as well. Let's begin with our first hymn, 619.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocent suffering and death. Trusting in him, I pray, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise let us pray to the Lord help save comfort and defend us gracious Lord
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, you are the giver of everything good. Inspire us, your humble servants, to long for what is right, and through your gracious guidance, accomplish it to your glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our first lesson for today, taken from Acts chapter 17, reminds us that this message of life and forgiveness in Christ is for all people. But at the same time, God commands all people everywhere to repent. And that means that those who trust in Christ will also live for Christ. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked very carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Continue with the anthem.
Our second lesson for today, taken from 1 Peter chapter 3, reminds us that it can be very difficult to live for Jesus when those around us threaten us, insult us, and seek to persecute us. But because our Savior has conquered death and hell and gives us salvation in our baptisms, that's what gives us strength to live for him. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. The word of the Lord. Please stand. serves as the basis for our sermon. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 697.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and from the living Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word we consider in our sermon today, the gospel from John chapter 14. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, what did you get for mom for Mother's Day today? A thoughtful card? Taking her out for a meal? Maybe just going to video chat with her later today? A bouquet of flowers, maybe? Or even one of those blankets that has, has a picture of all the kids kind of woven into it or printed on it. So many great ways that we can show our love for mom. And not just on Mother's Day either, but hopefully throughout the year too. Whether it's helping her when she asks for it around the house, uh, calling and talking to her when she wants to visit with you, or shutting the screen off and getting in bed and going to sleep when it's bedtime, like she tells you. Children who show their love for their moms have a way of filling up mom's heart on a day like today. But what if, what if you didn't call mom? What if you don't listen to mom? What if you don't do anything that she says if you simply don't listen to her? If we asked your mom whether or not you love her, what would she say? Jesus says to you and me today, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. That's what a living love does. And so in this Easter season, as we celebrate the resurrection and the life, the eternal life that Jesus has won for you and me and given to me, we see that it makes a difference in how we live our lives too. Jesus instructs us this morning, on a living love for our living Lord. First, that comes from listening to the Spirit. Secondly, it comes from looking to the Son. Jesus spoke these words in John chapter 14 on the night he was betrayed, the night before he died on the cross for us all. Jesus was preparing his disciples in this extended conversation he had with them preparing them for the time when he would no longer be visibly present among them. He said, I will send you another advocate. An advocate, sometimes translated as comforter or counselor or mediator, is someone who comes to your side and tells you what needs to be said. Kind of like mom. Mom, throughout the years, when when you were wild with your friends or being lazy with your work, mom comes over to your side and puts you back in your place. In a loving way, of course, but firm. When your boyfriend broke up with you or when you lost your job, mom comes to your side and she lifts you up, encourages you, tells you what you need to hear. Jesus had been an advocate for his disciples, someone who came to their side and told them what they needed to hear, whether they were confused and needed to be taught, whether they had sinned and needed to be rebuked, 
whether they were sad and needed to be comforted. Jesus, for the past three years leading up to this night, Jesus had been their advocate. Yet now, he would ask the Father, and the Father would send another advocate, the Spirit of Truth. Truth is quite a slippery word these days. Because everyone in our world wants to have his or her own truth, that's true for me, maybe not true for you, so many different truths, none of which are compatible with each other. Yet when Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will send the spirit of truth, he says, the spirit of the truth. There is such a thing as the truth. Things are either true or they're not. There's absolute truth and it comes to us from the spirit of truth. The truth is, the world cannot receive it and does not know it, does not get the spirit of truth. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, except if it's revealed to them by the spirit of truth. The world these days has this quantum dot OLED technology for bright and brilliant screens, has virtual reality goggles, making things feel like you're really there. Yet the world still cannot see God. The world has concerts packed with people there to listen to country or rock or classical music. The world has earbuds for individual audio entertainment, but it does not listen to the truth. The world has terabyte after terabyte of data stored in servers and available on the web, yet it does not know where we came from. The difference between right and wrong it does not understand who is truly in control and where all things are headed, what the future holds. The world doesn't get any of that. The truth is also that you and I have listened to the world. We've gotten ourselves immersed in the world, and we begin to sound just like the world. Have you heard it in yourself? I can say whatever I want. It doesn't matter how vulgar or how blunt or how disrespectful it is, because I speak the truth. I tell it like it is. I can love whoever I want, however I want, whatever I want, because it feels good. And after all, God himself would want me to be happy, right? I'm a pretty good person. Because most of the time, I at least try to do what's right. And my friends, they'll tell you the same. I can put in my body whatever I want because it makes me feel good, even if it does a little bit of short-term or long-term damage. No big deal. I am who I am. And you're not going to change me. I don't need to change anything because this is me. And I'm going to be me. Yet those who listen to the world and are ignorant of the truth and continue to be immersed in the world and its ignorance, on the last day, when the trumpet sounds and the dead are called out of their graves, the Lord will turn a deaf ear to that person no matter who they are or where they've been, 
The Lord will treat them like a foreigner, a stranger. Away from me, I never knew you. But you, you know the spirit of truth. He lives with you. He is in you. You know this spirit of truth because he's the one who has led you to confess, I am by nature sinful. I have sinned against you, Lord, in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions. You know the spirit of truth. He is with you and in you because he's the one who leads you to admit, yep, I have listened to the world. Yet this spirit of truth, he's the one who is sent by the Father who so loved the whole world, including you. The spirit of truth, he's the one whom Jesus, the Son, asked for. The Son who laid down his life for you who was treated like a foreigner and a stranger, like God didn't know him at all, at the cross. For you. The spirit of truth is the one who gives you new life, new birth, who's washed all of your sins away in your baptism. Spirit of truth is the one who speaks to you through the scriptures. He's the one who carried the prophets, who spoke from God. He's the one who fills Jesus' words. He's the one who speaks through the apostles whom Jesus sent. It's only by this spirit of truth who lives with you and is in you that you can and that you do love Jesus. He's the one through whom you can and you do keep Jesus' commands to live in love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All by the spirit of truth. More experienced moms will usually say to younger moms, soak these years up. Enjoy those little sounds as long as you can. When those little kids in your house are running around and laughing. When you hold them down and tickle them, you hear the full belly laugh. When they come up to you and spontaneously say, I love you, Mom. You're so pretty, Mom. To feel the, the, the little breath on your neck as they're snuggling into your shoulder. Hear them singing. Or even the loud, random outbursts of just plain noise. Enjoy that while you have it with you. Yet whether you're a mother or not, whether you're young or old, you have someone else who stays with you. And Jesus himself encourages you today, soak it up. Enjoy those sounds. Listen to them. The spirit of truth, he lives with you and is in you. As he brings you the truth from God, that is your life. living love for our living Lord, all as we listen to the Spirit, the Spirit of truth, but also as we look to the Son. When Mom leaves the room, little children feels like the end of the world. Where did she go? Is she coming back? Oh no, she's never coming back, is she? They're terrified. The tears stream down their face, even if Mom just went to the basement to get something. 
or if she ran to the store for a half an hour for errands. But it seems like the end of the world when little children can't see their mother. That's what it was about to feel like for Jesus' disciples. And so he was getting them ready, preparing them for the time when he would die on the cross and the world would not see him anymore. After he ascended into heaven, even with the disciples, he would no longer be visibly present with them. Yet even though the world wouldn't see him, he would not leave them as orphans. He would show himself to them. Over that period of 40 days from the time of Easter to Ascension, sometimes just to one person, other times to two or more, once to even 500, more than 500 of his disciples, he showed himself to them. But not just those first 40 days after the first Easter. Jesus says he'll show himself to you too. Did you hear what he said? He says, you will see me. He says, those who love me, my Father will love them, and I myself will love them, and I will show myself to them. Jesus shows himself to everyone who loves him because God first loved them, to everyone who loves him because the Spirit dwells with them, God made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Christ Jesus. Jesus shows himself to you in that lamp for your feet and the light for your path, in his word, in the gospel. Jesus shows himself to you and all who seek him there, he reveals himself to them. He shows you his life for you, his holiness in your place, his forgiveness for your sins. He shows himself to you in his word. These are the scriptures that testify about me, Jesus says. These words are written that you may believe, and that by believing in Jesus, the Son of God, you may have life in his name. That's where we go to see Jesus. That's where Jesus shows and reveals himself to us in the scriptures. Because he is our life. That's what he says here. He says, because I live, you also will live. Jesus is the source and sustainer of life. Jesus gives us spiritual life, temporal life. He's the one who keeps our heart beating right now. And eternal life. All of that in Jesus Christ. This is, this is even more than just because I rise from the dead, you will rise from the dead. This is life from beginning to end. Because Jesus lives, he gives you and me unity and tranquility and harmony with God. In him we have rebirth, renewal, we are revitalized every day because Jesus truly lives. And it's even closer and more intimate than that. Jesus says, he is in us and we are in him. His disciples